Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. Time to take a look, Pim, at green bonds. What do you think? Green bonds means socially responsible debtors. I guess so. All right. We're going to be talking to Steve Liberator. He is Managing Director and Fixed Income Portfolio Manager at TIAA Cref Investment Management. That's coming up. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all surging, trading very close to the best level of the day. And this update is brought to you by BNY Mellon. Introducing Asset Strategy View, helping fund managers gain insight into where asset owners are investing and how their strategies are changing. Visit BNYMellon.com to learn about Asset Strategy View. Toyota is making a strategic investment in Uber Technologies and will offer auto leases to the ride-hailing company's drivers. Uber declined to disclose the size of the investment. Uber will expand its current existing program, which includes enterprise holdings, by which they will lease Toyota cars. Stocks rising the most in more than two months as a surge in home sales fueled speculation the economy can withstand higher rates amid rising bets. The Federal Reserve will tighten policy this summer. David Rosenberg is chief economist at Gluskin Chef and on Bloomberg's surveillance this morning, he was asked if the Fed has a credibility problem. Well, look, they uh, went into this year uh, telling us that they were going to hike four times. So uh, now it's basically once, maybe twice. So is that a credibility problem um, that they said four, and now it's going to be one or two? Uh, look, if you go back, uh, I think go back a few years to what the Fed was saying the funds rate was going to be today, just a few years ago, uh, you'd be talking about they would have hiked like about uh, six or eight times. The 10-year, down 8.30 seconds, yield 1.86%. Gold down $23 the ounce, dropping 1.9%. 3.32 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Alex Steele. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe is addressing reports that he's being investigated for alleged illegal campaign contributions. Federal investigators are reportedly looking into whether Governor McAuliffe accepted a contribution from a Chinese businessman, Wang Wenliang. Federal law forbids foreigners from contributing to U.S. campaigns, but McAuliffe says he's confident he's done nothing wrong. I'm not sure I've ever even met the gentleman. And uh, we went back and checked, and our lawyers for the campaign said this man had been fully vetted. McAuliffe says this donor has held a green card for nearly a decade and is a legitimate donor. He also says he'll fully cooperate with authorities. 
Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. A judge says there's enough evidence to try Bill Cosby on sexual assault charges. The criminal case against him hinges on a decade-old police report in which a woman said the comedian gave her three blue pills that put her in a stupor and left her unable to stop his advances. An engineer is operating trains on the nation's third-largest commuter railroad, even though his driver's license has been suspended for 10 years because of a history of driving while intoxicated. WABC-TV reports that New Jersey Transit engineer Thomas Borchardt's license was suspended in 2007 for a decade, and he has someone pick him up from work because he can't legally drive a car. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Alex Steele. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping stocks trading at or near best levels of the day. S&P up 29, a gain of 1.4%. NASDAQ up 2%. Dow Industrials up 229, now a gain of 1.3%. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Green bonds, green investing more broadly, is it getting much more popular? Is it something that is still a good idea without a lot of investor interest? We're going to ask this question now from Steve Libertor. He is Managing Director and Fixed Income Portfolio Manager at TIAA Global Asset Management. He's based in Charlotte, but in our New York studio today. Steve, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Green bonds, what do you have to do to be a green bond? It's really a new concept or, or one that's really evolved over the past you know, 10 years or so to one where it's a concept where you're issuing a security that has an environmental outcome associated with it, a positive environmental outcome, and it continues to evolve even today. So give you an example of a popular green bond right now. Sure. Um, really, the first green bond that was ever issued really wasn't even called a green bond. It was called a climate awareness bond by the European Investment Bank. Um, and we've really we've really evolved since then to include green bonds from corporate issuers like Apple, Regency Centers, Bank of America, um, Georgia Power, Southern Power Company, to ABS issuers. Um, Solar City has transactions um, in that space as well. So you really see municipal issuers as well have really started um, issuing more securities in this space. I was looking at the fund, and uh, the symbol there is TSBIX. Year to date, you've got a gain of three and a quarter percent. Congratulations! Thank you. But I was looking at the holdings of the fund, mm-hmm. the bond fund, and I noticed you got a lot of treasuries. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of bonds from the uh, Federal Home Loan mm-hmm. uh, Bank. You've also got Inter America Development mm-hmm. Bank plus the uh, National credit union. Are these investments really better than other bonds because intrinsically there's something about these entities that is better, or is it really that this is just getting more popular, so you've got to have an offering that satisfies the psychological predisposition. We want to do good with our money, so we're going to buy something like this, so as a result, the value increases. Well, our strategy and the way that we manage our fund is really as a core actively managed strategy, benchmark to the Barclays aggregate. We just happen to employ um, 
social criteria to our fund. So what we're trying to do is really deliver a double bottom line of excess financial return, but also delivering a return for the environment and social issues as well, more of a positive impact type of strategy. So the securities that you mentioned, um, those are all ones that fit into the concept of investing in leaders within their respective spaces. And in core fixed income, there's a real advantage, we think, in, in using environmental, social, and governance criteria in managing a core fixed income fund because at the end of the day, you will get paid for um, not picking winners, but by avoiding the losers. So when you look at utilizing that kind of criteria, it puts you at a competitive advantage, I think, in fixed income over the long run. Broadly in fixed income, in bonds right now, mm-hmm. where are you placing your bet in terms of maturity, mm-hmm. right? A, a, a two-year note, probably not, versus a 30-year bond. I don't know about that one mm-hmm. either. And also in terms of like safe, safe U.S. government bonds versus credit, you know, other large corporations or, you know, even unis, I guess. Yeah, we're of the view at the moment that we are in a lower for longer cycle. Um, I have been a little more, I've been a little less sanguine on the state of the economy. I think that we wanted to be longer duration, flatter on the yield curve, um, as we think that in this lower for longer period of time, low growth, low inflation, that's really the second best environment to be in spread product. So we're generally going to be overweight in spread product. And that's also works to our strengths as a credit shop where we have 50 analysts that average about 11 years of experience. We have 12 traders that also oddly average about 11 years of experience. Um, so it allows us to utilize our skill and expertise in evaluating securities and really digging down and getting the real valuation out of them relative to looking at, say, a, a pure treasury in this environment. Well, you do have a, low, a lot of pure treasuries, right? I mean, it's the largest holding in the fund by about 2%. Uh, and I noticed that this goes out to uh, 2045. What, what do you make of uh, the current yield environment in terms of taking on that kind of debt, that kind of uh, credit for such a long period of time. Yeah, I think at this point in time, where we are is I'm I'm anticipating the Fed, and I thought this at the beginning of the year as well, when the Fed was originally talking about raising four times. I I thought then, and still think now, that maybe it would be two times at the most with downside to only once. And and with that type of environment, you look globally, and the you're being capped, domestic yields are being capped just purely by the relative valuation versus other foreign um, treasure, foreign government securities really makes treasuries look more relatively attractive. So for us, you know, looking at the way that the market is evolving in this lower growth, lower inflation type environment, taking some credit risk and and looking further out the curve makes sense. And that's especially the case if the Fed does insist on raising rates in here, that really should dampen off and choke off future inflation concerns when we already have very low inflation expectations. Quick final question. Just give me an example of one green bond Mm -hmm. issue that people could look at to study what it's done, who issued it, and why it informs them about the space. Sure. A a great example would be um, Georgia Power Company. Georgia Power is a subsidiary of Southern Company, and they recently issued a green bond, the second U.S. utility green bond, and they actually was very unique in that they partnered with the U.S. Defense Department to take on um, unused space at five defense um, bases in Georgia, put up solar panels and solar power uh, to generate solar power there to generate enough for about 40,000 homes, which is going to take out, you know, roughly 40,000 cars. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Steve Liberatore, he is Managing Director, Fixed Income Portfolio Manager, TIAA Global Asset Management. This is Bloomberg Radio. 
Home builders doing better today. Banks doing better as well. A lot of this is riding on a more positive view of the U.S. economy after a big jump in new home sales. We're going to find out what this means for stocks down the road on Bloomberg Radio.